It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You're listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. Justin Simmons talked about his journey into the NFL, his journey with the Broncos being locked up to a four-year deal. In a press conference yesterday, we also heard a little bit from George Payton. We're going to hear a little bit of a recap from that. Plus, it is Twitter Tuesday with the avid listeners all across Broncos country as we answer Broncos fans' questions that they have pertaining to the Denver Broncos organization. Welcome back into a brand new episode, Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day. From the South Stands to the End Zone, I'm your host. As always, Cody Rourke, Senior NFL Analyst at Pro Football Network and Broncos Insider for the Locked On NFL Network. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. Follow the podcast at Locked On Broncos. And if you're a new listener of the show, if you're a returning listener, if you're not yet subscribed to the podcast, you are missing out on daily exclusive Denver Broncos news content and coverage five days a week. All year long, 30 minutes or less. It makes it easy for you to listen on your way to work when you're at home making dinner or vice versa. You can listen in the evening, afternoon, or even the morning, folks. We have you covered with these Broncos news and analysis from an objective point of view that you don't really get anywhere else. But with that said, today's episode of the show, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you guys are doing well on this beautiful Tuesday. The weather in Colorado is getting warmer. I know that we are dealing with different bouts of snow last week and even a little bit this week, but the warmer weather is coming, which means that we're getting closer to the NFL draft, which means that after the draft, we have OTAs. We have a lot of fun stuff as it pertains to the Denver Broncos this upcoming season and the offseason we have covered here all year long. But with that said, folks, we're going to hear a little bit from Justin Simmons and George Payton. Obviously, the press conference happened yesterday to really kind of talk about the importance of why the Broncos decided to give Justin Simmons that four-year contract extension, starting things off with George Payton, who touched on why it was important for him as one of the first moves as the general manager. The top priority for him was retaining Justin Simmons on a long-term deal. Let's take it out to Broncos general manager, George Payton. Yeah, for everything that I said earlier, you know, uh, I, I believe he's a top safety in the NFL, but it's it's everything else he brings to the table, you know, within the locker room, you know, out in the community. You know, it's it's hard to find a really good football player, but it's really hard to find, you know, someone that that, that is out in the community like Justin and, uh, you know, who's a leader in the locker room. So that's why it was a priority since the day I arrived to get, you know, Justin locked up. And I would say the outpouring support that Justin Simmons has received from the fan base, I think from just people around him, his peers. I mean, even just other NFL players are happy for the contract that Simmons got. But I think in the long run, too, because we look at football, we look at professional football on the platform that these guys are entertainers. But you could tell with Justin Simmons, you know, he's a damn good football player. But the one thing that I always hang my hat on when I talk about Justin Simmons personally is that he's a damn good human being. And and I've probably told this story a couple times here on the podcast before, but, you know, a couple of years ago, I had a family tragedy happened and I didn't let anybody know but for some reason you know somebody let Justin Simmons know or Justin Simmons got word of it somehow Justin reached out to me personally and you know his family was there for my family during a very trying time and you know for a guy who's just a young guy I'm not really a big fish 
uh, in this Broncos media pond. You know, I'm, I'm working my way up there personally. And for Simmons to kind of reach out to, you know, somebody that's known as the podcaster, right, you know, or a local blogger for that matter, as some of us get the coin in this Denver media world. Uh, but for Simmons to kind of reach out in that regard and, and kind of just, you know, really just offer his thoughts and, and his comfort and, and well wishes to my family during a very, very difficult time, I think, uh, met the world for me just as a human being. It just goes to show that these people uh, are more than just athletes. They are, they are human beings. And Justin Simmons, I mean, he is a steward. He is one of those guys that he leads by example. He's always involved in the community, obviously, with his work as being the Denver Broncos, Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee for two consecutive years, winning the Darren Williams Good Guy Award for three consecutive seasons, his work with the Boys and Girls Club of Denver, just his active involvement of giving back, I think, speaks volumes to who Justin Simmons is. And if I'm any kind of executive in the NFL, if I'm any general manager, I want to make Justin Simmons the poster, the cornerstone of this franchise of, of what we do inside the community and on the football field. He represents that. He's got a high character. You never have to worry about him doing the wrong things or saying the wrong things. He's a leader. Vic Fangio touched on the fact that he lines the defense up and he gets them ready uh, for any kind of adjustments that they have to make. And we've seen that on the football field. We've seen that on the film. And, I, you know, like I said, I personally couldn't be any happier for Justin Simmons, but I also want to throw a little bit to Justin Simmons now because part of his tenure as a Denver Bronco, Denver hasn't had a lot of success in the winning department. You know, you can factor in his rookie season where he contributed on a 9-7 and football team. But outside of that, Denver hasn't had that, that notion of winning. They haven't been able to do it. They've been close, but they haven't gotten over the hump. Here's what Justin Simmons had to say about what he thinks he can do individually and also to help the team be able to get over that hump a little bit. I think for me... Um... Like you said, you know, um, having the individual, you know, accolades is great, but this is a, you know, this is a team effort, um, a team game. And, you know, the past five years, you know, and being here, being a part of, um, you know, a couple losing seasons, it's it's about time to be on the, the opposite side of that and start winning some football games. And I think for me, the challenge, you know, moving forward, um, Obviously, there's a lot of things I can do individually to get better, um, echoing what, what Coach Vic said. I don't even think I've played personally my best ball, but what I'm really looking forward to is um, finding a way for the team's success. And um, I think individually, um, obviously, there's things that I can do, like I just said, to get myself better. But what can I do from a team aspect, you know, defensively? Um, how can I push the guys, you know, offensively? How can I make sure that we're competing, you know, to the highest level every day? And uh, making sure that we're doing the things week in and week out. So, um, you know, when, when it comes to it, you know, we're winning those close games instead of just being close. And I think that's where we've been the past couple of years. Endeavor's trying to get over that hump here. They've assembled a really nice roster so far this offseason. We'll see what that does for them with the on-field product going into 2021. And Broncos coach, we're actually going to get Justin Simmons' thoughts on some of the offseason additions coming up here in just a moment. But before we get into that, Broncos country, i got to tell you guys about the sponsor of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. That's our good friends over there at BetOnline.ag. And BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. NFL season may be over, but you have the NBA season still going. College basketball with March Madness. The NHL season is in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV if that's your thing with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, the scores, and the odds, and it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKED ON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, 
Look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We heard a little bit from Justin Simmons a moment ago about coming in and trying to change the culture in terms of being able to win games. Denver's been very close. They've had multiple games where they've lost by one possession or less. They've lost by one play or less at times, and that has come back to bite Denver in the tail in terms of their overall record. Denver has a very talented and young football team, and some of the offseason additions that they've made on paper should increase their win percentage if guys can stay healthy, if they can execute, but on paper, they have it. Justin Simmons shared a little bit of his thoughts on some of the Broncos' offseason additions, specifically in the secondary, what he learned from them from guys like Kyle Fuller, what he's learned from watching guys like Ronald Darby. Here's Justin Simmons' thoughts on those guys. Uh, it's going to be great. Um, you know, last year was, uh, you know, it was tough. Just I think we played, uh, both Kareem and I played with like maybe 10 different corners. You know, it was just a weird year with, with COVID and injuries and, and everything that was going on. But um, man, I'm really excited. I've, I've, I've been an admirer of both, you know, Darby and, and, and Fuller's game, you know, just from afar. Obviously, I watched a lot of, uh, watched a lot of Kyle, you know, when I was watching, you know, Vic's tape coming over from Chicago and just watched a lot of, you know, him and, and Eddie Jackson and Amos and those guys and just watching how, you know, they all worked, you know, just in the, it felt like they were all just like one unit working together, you know, always on the same page. And so that's what I wanted to emulate and uh, maximize and even, you know, get to a higher tier of here. Which, look, I think the Broncos have a very strong chance of emulating maybe that Chicago defense. I mean, you can make the argument that maybe Denver has the better defensive pieces right now on paper, at least in 2021, than Chicago did in 2018. I mean, it's really debatable. You could throw it up there in the air. Definitely in, in kind of an argument of factor there. But, uh, you know, I, I think that the overall conversation, you know, we look back at Justin Simmons' rise coming out of Boston College being picked up in the third round by Denver. You know, he really worked at getting in the weight room, getting bulkier, getting, you know, ingraining himself in that locker room and, and learning from guys like Aqib Tlaib, Chris Harris Jr., Darian Stewart, TJ Ward, Justin Simmons, and Will Parks. They've reflected on that as they've risen up in the NFL ranks about how much they've learned from the no-fly zone. And maybe Denver can replicate their own version now of the no-fly zone. Look, I, like I said, there's a lot of work that has to be put in by the secondary, by the team in general. Uh, but defensively right now, they should be a very, very strong unit going into the 2021 season. I'm very excited to see if they're going to make any more additions along the way. You know, we still talk about the nature. Maybe Kareem Jackson does come back. I, I know there hasn't been much movement at this time regarding that, but the, the door is not closed there. Kareem, obviously the free agency market, we're in week two. It's only been a couple of days since free agency actually officially began. So there's still some time for the Broncos and Kareem Jackson to come together. And it's not like there's a rush because there's a lot of time between now and the NFL draft, potentially OTAs, and you know these workouts that are going to be taking place at the team facility, even though the players are allowed at the team facility, wearing masks and obviously getting some workouts in and being in the team cafeteria, stopping in, getting some work. And that's what they've been doing. It's what various players have been doing. So it's good to see that, that they're taking that approach. But there's just a different vibe in Dove Valley right now. And Broncos players have told me that, that they're really excited about maybe this new chapter you know, under George Payton. And it seems like George Payton has a really good hold on things 
And I think that the relationship that George and Vic Fangio have with one another so far, that's something that stands out to me. I don't think it could be discounted enough because George Payton has gone out and he has made sure that Vic Fangio has everything that he needs to be successful, to at least put the team in a position to be successful this upcoming season. Will it pay off? We'll have to wait and see. But Broncos country, let's get into our Twitter Tuesday questions here on today's episode. Lockdown Broncos. A lot of great questions from the avid listeners all across Broncos country. We're going to start alternating it. So every Tuesday, we're going to have some form of interaction. So one week, it'll be Twitter Tuesday. We got that this week. So next week will be text message Tuesday at 303 303- Five two nine six three two three. So starting things off right here, Eric Grant forty one on Twitter asks me the question: What is the next move for the Denver Broncos? And he capitalized Denver in all the caps there. So obviously, Eric, I know that you're very excited about maybe the trajectory that this team is going on. And I maybe want to throw something at you real quick too, because you know, being a media guy and an analyst of this team, I have no fandom to any football team in the NFL, which is nice. You know, I like to look at things from both sides. From I like to look at the fans' perspective. I like to look at the you know the opposing argument side as well, and we try to find the facts in the middle of it. And the one thing I would say is that the optimism sense that's grown from Broncos fans in the last two months it shifted. I mean, before John Elway stepped down as GM, it was super doom and gloom in Broncos country. Since George Payton has taken over, just the vibe from Broncos fans alone has been more positive, and it's been fun to interact with. It's been very fun to engage with on social media. So, Eric, thank you for your enthusiasm. But in terms of the next move for the Broncos, like I said, it, there's still a, a couple of dominoes that need to fall. You know, we, we've talked about it, we've heard about it from Benjamin Albright and Ryan Edwards on Broncos Country tonight for the last couple of months. Is that the outline is that Denver's going to look at a veteran quarterback option to come in and compete with Drew Locke, and so far the free agency market has dried up and. and regards to some of the proposed names that people have thrown out there, there are still a couple of players like Gardner Minshew, Nick Foles, you know, Mitch Trubisky is no longer an option. He's a Buffalo Bills backup quarterback to Josh Allen. Uh, maybe Marcus Mariota becomes available. How much uh, will the Broncos pursue that if the Raiders release him? I mean, it's kind of up in the air. So I think the next move that we're going to see, maybe Denver adds a linebacker and free agency, or they make a push for quarterback. But if Denver doesn't address quarterback or a veteran quarterback in free agency, I, I mean, I think the writing would be on the wall that it's probably safe to say that they would heavily invest in this year's NFL draft and maybe trading up to get a quarterback. I think that would be the vibe there. So we'll see what Denver does. And obviously with the whole thing going on right now with Deshaun Watson, the, he's not going to be tradable anytime soon. So Denver, you know, they, while they still may have interest in Deshaun Watson, there's nothing they can do right now to act upon it. The NFL is doing an investigation of that whole situation as is. So uh, we won't be talking about that for quite some time until obviously the the investigation concludes and all the facts come to light there. Uh, but we'll see what happens with that. So, you know, I'd say the quarterback, backup quarterback would be an option, Eric, you you know, maybe even Kareem Jackson signing on a one-year deal or Denver going out and getting a safety. I believe we'll still see those three things happen still in free agency. Like I said, it is very early on at this point. I mean, we're literally barely, we're not even a week and a half into it. So we're just about over that week part here. It's going to approach that on Wednesday. It's going to be seven days officially since the official start. So Denver still has some time and, and obviously the market is shaping out for various positions. So it gives the Broncos some leverage maybe in trying to entice some of these players to come to Denver or to re-sign in Denver. So we'll keep an eye on these uh, situations and potential tent poles as time continues. 
Moving on now to Chase Wellner. He says, how confident are you in the returning trio of Dalton Reisner, Lloyd Cushenberry, and Graham Glasgow? You know, Chase, this is a good question. I, I think that Broncos fans are cautiously optimistic about the interior of the offensive line. We talked about it all season long, throughout the regular season too, and even coming a little of the offseason, is that the interior of the O-line, they struggled a little bit, and I think a lot of that was due to the fact that Lloyd Cushenberry is still trying to figure things out. Now, I don't want to sit on here and say that Lloyd Cushenberry is to blame for the Broncos' struggles on the interior of that O-line. I'd say that there was equal contribution to go around. There was equal blame and accountability. Even a guy like Dalton Reisner will tell you that. You know, I think that there were a lot of miscommunication issues in general by the offensive line. The continuity of not having the same offensive line starting lineup week in and week out, that was something that impacted Denver. I mean, they had different guys at right tackle. They had different guys at right guard. They had a new left tackle in one game against the Carolina Panthers because Garrett Bowles had to sit out because the NFL's COVID protocols and, you know, those, those things right there. I, I think that definitely threw a little bit of a wrench in the plans. And obviously, you know, when you have a new quarterback under center, Denver went through three or four quarterbacks last season. That definitely impacts your your on-field productivity and production. Uh, but with Dalton Reisner, I expect him to take a, a massive step forward this, uh, you know, third season for him. I think it's something to really keep an eye on. He played really well his rookie season, right? So, you know, maybe a little bit of a sophomore slump, but I think a lot of that was attributed to helping out Lloyd Cushenberry. And like I said, miscommunication. I expect those fronts to be really tightened up by the Broncos and Mike Munchak this season. There's no reason why the offensive line at this point should have any communication issues. They should be well refined because I think this is going to be a little bit more of a normal or offseason. Normal or that's not even a word, but as normal of an offseason as possible. We, we just got word that the NFL draft will be in person this year. So that kind of makes it you know, a growing sense of optimism that more than likely these teams can get together for OTAs and minicamp, which I think that every team desperately needs. Uh, for Lloyd Cushyberry, you know, second year coming to the system, I think he'll be a lot more comfortable. Obviously, you have to have that quarterback relationship, whether it's Drew Locke or a new quarterback, you're going to have to refine that. Graham Glasgow, look, I think if Graham can stay healthy, he'll be fine. I think the issue for him is he would get injured. He'd miss a week. He'd, you know, he was on the COVID list. He'd miss some time. And then he came back. You know, there's a difference between, you know, kind of being out of shape. When you're playing week to week, you don't have to worry about it. But when you miss a week or you miss two weeks and you're not able to get those reps on field, I mean, it can set you back. And, you know, I want you to kind of throw the analogy out there. If you work out every single day, and I don't encourage you to do this, but if you were to take two or three days off of working out or even a week off and then you go back in a week, you're going to notice it. You're going to feel it. It's a drastic change. And I think for Graham Glasgow, that's something he dealt with last year. I think Devers' offensive line, I think they should be very strong next year. We'll see how it goes on paper, though, but I think that's a great question there, Chase. But Broncos Country, coming up here in just a moment, we're going to continue our conversation with you guys, the avid listeners of the show. We're going to answer the remaining questions that you guys sent in for Twitter Tuesday coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, folks, I got to tell you guys about the two sponsors of today's episode, Locked On Broncos. That's the good friends over there, rockauto.com and Built Bar. But starting things off here with rockauto.com, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts that you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why should you endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer choosing the only brand that his warehouse happens to carry. Well, guess what? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rockauto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years, and you can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate, and you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle based on year, make, model. You can even choose the brands, the specifications, and even the prices that you prefer and best of all prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and they're the same for professionals 
and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts elsewhere? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck and write Lockdown Broncos in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need rockauto.com and our good friends over there at built bar and we've been telling you about built bar for quite some time now the best tasting protein bar on the market built bar is the amazing low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber amazing tasting protein bar with 100 chocolate on all bars now is the time to find out which built bar is the best it is built bar madness and today's matchup folks is chocolate brownie chunk versus lemon almond cheesecake i've already casted my vote to chocolate brownie chunk you know i love chocolate i love brownies when you combine the best of both worlds it tastes very freaking amazing. I highly encourage you guys to go check it out and make sure you guys cast your vote as well by going to builtbar.com or to at bar underscore built on Twitter to cast your vote. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. So let's continue our conversation on today's episode of the show, Twitter Tuesday and the avid listeners of the show as always. You know, I, I really appreciate Appreciate interacting. I love your questions. We're going to start things off here with John El Serre. He says, with the signings still trickling in around the NFL, do you think that the Broncos have done everything that they meant to do with free agency and has been focused on the draft? Well, I think it, there's some interesting insight, John, as to the Behind the Broncos documentary because what had happened was it showed the Broncos getting into the NFL draft, right? It showed George Payton, the scouting, the coaching. They all got together. They were talking about putting together their draft board. So, for me, looking at how free agency has gone, Denver is completely focused right now on the NFL draft. I think that they're putting that together as we speak. Now, obviously, still a couple more signings could trickle in, and we'll see if that does happen. And we'll have you covered here on Lockdown Broncos to break down the biggest news when that does happen and if that does happen. But it seems that the focus right now for them is the NFL draft. Moving on to Stephen Kelly says, a lot of our projected starting defensive players are going into the last year of their deals. You have Von Miller, Alexander Johnson, Josie Jewell, Bryce Callahan, and Kyle Fuller. Chubb will likely have his fifth-year option picked up. Of those players, which do you think are the most and least likely to receive an extension beyond 2021? This is a great question, Stephen. You know, I think that if I had to look at the writing on the wall right now for any of these players, in terms of a player that may be least likely to receive an extension, I would say would be probably Josie Jewell. If Dever is really high on Justin Sternhead, like I know that they are, and if they go out and they get a guy like Michael Parsons or some linebacker in this year's NFL draft, I would say that it sort of puts Josie Jewell on notice. Now, Jewell really surprised, I think, a lot of people last year, myself and Included. He, I think he was the most improved player for the Broncos last season. If I'm to be honest with you, I, I really appreciated how he stepped up on the field. I mean, he almost took like a captain-like approach. And I think for the Broncos, it paid off. Now, as it pertains to some of the players that I think are, you know, have a chance to really be extended. Look, if Von Miller plays at a very high level this season, I think that Dever is going to do everything. They may even extend him in season. We could see that happening. Uh, Dever doesn't want to let Von go. Von has said it. He wants to be a Bronco for life. He's chose to be a Coloradoan for life. That, that stands out there. There. Alexander Johnson's playing some of the best football of his career. You know, he missed out on the early part of his career, obviously, due to sitting out, but now he's got the chance and he's making the most of it. I think he has a chance to be extended. Bryce Callahan, look, I think that the one argument you can make for him is if he plays at the level he did last season and if he makes it through the entire season, I think you can extend him on a one to two year deal. You don't have to give him like a three year massive deal there. And with Fuller, if Kyle Fuller plays really well, look, he's still at an age where he can contribute, I think, for another four to five seasons at a potential 
potentially high level. So why not maybe look at a three-year deal with him? I think Denver, with the rising salary cap, is going to do everything that they can while they have a lot of these players on the offensive side of the ball and rookie contracts to really go all in to build a strong team, to have a strong team for the next four to five years. I think that's the plan, and we'll see how they maneuver that about it. Obviously, with the new cap situation coming in, it's going to be a much better place for a lot of teams next season. So I think this will be something we can answer probably a little bit closer on to as the season concludes in 2021, Stephen. Great question. Tristan Glorian's up next. He says, how effective will our run game be this year with Mike Boone, Gordon, and Freeman? Cheers, brother. You know, Tristan, I, I, I don't know what the running game is going to look like just yet. Like I mentioned, there's still with Melvin Gordon a possibility he gets suspended. I don't know if that's going to be the case. I don't know if the NFL will have enough there. I think that he'll have enough, even if they do hand that down, to appeal it and to overturn the suspension. If that is the case, he's obviously the clear-cut number one running back right now. Mike Boone, in my opinion, I just put my film review study of him on the YouTube channel, Code Work NFL, out there. He's got a chance to compete. I think he and Royce Freeman will come in and they'll compete. And if Denver adds another running back in the draft, it'll be a three-way competition for the running back two spot. And I think if the rookie running back obviously makes it, if he's the number two guy, I think Boone would be the number three guy. It would more than likely signify that Royce Freeman could be dealt. He could obviously be released at, you know, as one of those training camp cuts. He could be the surprise there. But I also wouldn't discount that Royce Freeman could step up in a big way this year. I mean, we really haven't seen him get that chance to be that guy. And obviously, his rookie season, he was able to get the start, and then Philip Lindsay overtook him very quickly in that regard there. But I think that Royce Freeman still has some of the best football ahead of him in his career. And I think that maybe in this scheme, he might have a chance to really be that number two guy behind a guy like Melvin Gordon. And I think that Mike Boone would be a great third kind of change of pace guy, which you can never have enough guys. I mean, we see an NFL running back by committee approached by various teams. Why doesn't Denver get on that train? You know what I'm saying? Daniel Lee is up next. He says, do you think that the Broncos trade up or trade down since they filled up the corner room in free agency? You know, me personally, Daniel, I wouldn't be shocked if the Broncos traded up for a quarterback, right? Or if they stayed put at pick number nine, I could see them taking a Micah Parsons. Now, we saw the news about Caleb Farley, some of his medicals coming back. He's obviously has to have some sort of surgery. That's going to sideline him this week, but he should be ready to go. But that'll obviously drop him, I think, maybe even out of round one at this point, or even late round one. So maybe if the Broncos really want another cornerback for the future, then Maybe they they gamble on him there. But I think right now it's quarterback or linebacker for the Broncos. I wouldn't be surprised if they traded down, acquired more picks in maybe the second or the third round by giving away one of their fifth or sixth round picks. I, I think that we could see that happen for Denver. But right now, I mean, it's all just speculation. Once we get a little bit closer to the draft, you know, obviously we'll, we'll figure out where the, where the path is for the Broncos in this year's draft class. Our final question of the day comes in from my man Jared Frazier, a guy I played football with. He was a wide receiver. I was a cornerback. We always have to had a lot of great battles in practice. He loves that back shoulder throw there. But obviously, Jared, you know, a good friend of mine. Uh, appreciate him, what he's doing, obviously coaching at the high school that I just previously coached at. He's doing a phenomenal job there. So, Jared, thank you for your interaction. He says, what do you think of UCF DB Richie Grant? Louis Riddick is gushing on him. I think that Broncos country is gushing on Richie Grant, to be honest with you, Jared, and Benjamin Albright, Ryan Edwards, and some of the other Broncos media contingents that went to the Senior Bowl. They talked about Richie Grant. He's a guy that could play a single high safety. He could play in a two high look. He could play in the nickel. He could even play corner if you need that uh, to be the case. I think that the Broncos have their eye on him. I mean, it's pretty evident there's some talk around the scouting world that Richie Grant could be on the the radar of the Denver Broncos. So I wouldn't be surprised. And look, I think he's got the intangibles. If he doesn't play right away his rookie season, he'll play in a rotation role, kind of how Justin Simmons and Will Parks did when they were rookies. Might start out on special teams, uh, but eventually rotate in on defense, you know, behind guys like, you know, Justin and Will did with, you know, TJ Ward and Darian Stewart. I could see that with Richie Grant. And the Broncos really just don't have a solidified option at 
safety, if they don't address that in free agency, yeah, I could say Richie Grant or even Travon Mori, he was on our mock draft Monday yesterday, could be the legitimate option that Denver takes a look at. But I like his ball skills. I like his ability to come up and tackle. You know, sometimes a lot of people question a little bit of his size. and But I think his willingness to get dirty and to come up and tackle, I think, is a great trait for him. Now, obviously, sometimes he misses those tackles, but he's an athlete. He's a guy that will adjust at the NFL level. He'll have good coaching here, obviously, coming in and working with the Broncos. So we'll see what, you know, what would happen. But I would be very excited if the Broncos did pick up Richie Grant. So thank you all for your questions on today's episode, Twitter Tuesday. Jared wraps up today's show, but Broncos Country, if you ever want to get in the mix, every single Tuesday we're going to have some fan interaction, whether it be Twitter Tuesday or Text Message Tuesday. Next week we'll do Text Message Tuesday, but obviously as the week continues, NFL free agency ramps up. The AFC West is changing. We'll continue to monitor the opponents that the Broncos play in the 2021 NFL season. We'll see any moves that the Broncos make. We'll break it down here on the podcast. We're going to hear from Kyle Fuller, who met with the media yesterday. We're going to hear from him on tomorrow's episode of the show, a little bit of a recap about his decision to come to the Denver Broncos. But with that said, Broncos Country, I'm your host as always, Cody Rourke. We'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of the show. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.